God bless you tonight. It is good to see you. Glad you are with us. This is Wednesday night prayer meeting night, and uh, we do trust that you tuned in tonight to pray together and also to hear just something short from the Word of God and maybe be encouraged a little bit. And that is the purpose of the night, to try to do that. Again, we're coming to you from the auditorium of the church here at Whitley in Nashville. And uh, we, we uh, welcome everybody who may watch this video and uh, are listened by podcast, and we're excited about both those. And uh, But let me just say God bless you for being with us tonight, and God bless you for listening. Uh, we do have a lot of folks that are sick tonight, and we do need to list that out. And uh, I've got a pretty long list tonight of people that have been given to me over the last few weeks, and um, I keep this list here, and or keep this list, and and so, but uh, I'll go down it very quick, then we'll pray. Then Brother West is going to sing for you tonight, and then uh, I'll say a word or two, and then we're going to get in the Bible tonight real quick, okay? Uh, first of all, pray for many of our church family who may have some uh, existing illnesses, so be in prayer for them. Also pray for those that have relatives that are sick and friends who are sick. Also pray for this virus, those that have the COVID situation. Uh, the COVID virus, pray that the Lord would stop that thing in its tracks. Also pray for the tornado victims in Nashville and those affected in other ways through this. Also pray that the Lord would give us a cure for COVID and pray for a cure for cancer and for um, for these other diseases such as dementia and um, and uh, ALS and and uh, the others, the, um, you know, I can't remember all of them. I'm sorry, but pray that the Lord will give us a, a cure for all these diseases. Also pray for our missionaries tonight. Pray that God will bless them and meet their needs and, and bless them financially. Also pray for laborers in our church. You know, we're going to open next month. We're going to open in the month of June. We're going to reopen. It'll be limited the way we're doing things. But pray for laborers that we can go forward and reach people with the gospel and pray that the Lord will provide the needs there are some open doors in front of us. And so when God opens the door, guess what you do? You walk through it. So pray for that. Pray for that. Also pray for revival in our church, revival in our church family, and uh, revival in our city and revival in our country. Pray for the leaders of our country and the leaders of our city and our state. Pray that they'll be saved if they don't know Christ. Pray for our military. Pray for the country itself, that God will bring revival and do a work here. Pray for those that have job situations going on. Several people do. Pray for the nation of Israel. Pray that God will bless them. Pray for churches. There may be some that are struggling tonight. Maybe some financially that are struggling. And just pray that the Lord will meet the needs. And pray the Lord will meet the needs of our church. Also, we've got some others tonight. A missionary I know that is sick tonight. And uh, also pray for another one that's possibly facing surgery. Also for some others that are looking at cancer diagnoses. Uh, pray for them. Pray for a cousin who is sick. Pray for some other friends who have some uh, different things going on. Uh, pray for a lady that's lost that needs to be saved. And pray for another that has cancer. And pray for another that has a terrible home situation. Pray for that. And pray for another. Um, and, and pray for some others that are lost. And, and do pray for some of our church family who have lost relatives. Pray that they'll be saved. And, and pray that the Lord will just bring a harvest of souls that we'll be able to see people saved, see the baptismal water stirred, and see God do a work in hearts. And pray. Pray for those that are struggling tonight. I know a lot of people under stress, a lot of issues going on, so pray for them, if you would. Pray for them. Okay, let's pray tonight. Let me encourage you to bow with me right where you're at, and let's pray that the Lord will bless. Father, thank you for tonight. Father, I have a list in my hand. And Father, I pray you bless everyone on this list. Father, you know the names. I did not give them out tonight. I am not going to do that. 
Father, I just pray that tonight the Holy Spirit, though, would touch the names on here and touch the ones on it. Father, those that are sick, I pray for healing. Father, I pray you'd give us cures for these awful diseases. Father, I think of things like Parkinson's, give us a cure for that, dementia, cancer, Lord, ALS, this COVID. Father, I pray you give us cures for all these diseases. And Father, I pray that the Holy Spirit would just take this thing out of our society and out of our country. Father, I pray that you would bring jobs back for people. And Father, I pray that tonight the Holy Spirit would work in people's hearts to turn them to you. And Father, I pray that when we do open our church doors again, that we'll be able to open safely. And I pray that our people would come with an eagerness to be back together and learn the Word of God. And Father, I pray for revival in our midst. Father, I pray for the doors that are open in front of us, that you'd help us to walk through them. Give us a unified spirit here. Let the Spirit of God move. And Father, I pray that you would just open the windows of heaven and do a work from this place. Father, I just pray that you bring revival to our midst, revival to our country, touch our leaders, give them wisdom, bless the nation of Israel tonight, bless our military. Father, I just pray that you would just do a work. And Father, I pray that you would just bless each person now that is listening to this video, that is listening by way of podcast. Father, I pray you'd bless them. I pray you'd watch over them and just meet every need. For we ask in Jesus' name, amen amen. Again, God bless you. It's good to be with you. Brother West is going to come and he is going to sing tonight. I'm excited about that. He is going to sing. So Brother West, come on. And well, he's trying to come. He's pushing buttons. And so, and uh, he's pushing. He pushed again. He's scrolling. He's pushing. He's playing. I don't know what he's doing now. And so, and uh, here he comes. Shackled by a heavy burden, neath a load of guilt and shame, then the hand of Jesus touched me, and now I am he touched me oh he touched me and all the joy that floods my soul something happened and now I know He touched me and made me whole. Since I met this blessed Savior, since He cleansed and made me whole, cease to praise Him. I'll shout it while eternity rolls.
He touched me. Oh, He touched me. And all the joy that floods my soul. Something happened, and now I know He touched me and made me whole. He touched me. Oh, he touched me, and all the joy that floods my soul. Something happened, and now I know he touched me. And made me Amen. I appreciate that. He touched me. And so I appreciate Brother West singing. That's a great song. I love that song. And uh, what you couldn't see while he was singing is we were trying to point at each other to turn sound up and do this. And and Brother Daniel's trying to run the camera tonight and trying to run the uh, um, laptop and run the podcast and run and then get Brother West turned up. And I'm over there going, turn him up a little bit or turn it up. And so uh, it uh, it was kind of interesting here. And so be in prayer about that because, uh, you know, I don't know how many of you know how we're doing this right now. And uh, we are kind of, we've kind of got this rigged up a little bit. Excuse me, they have it rigged up. Their, their cable's running all over right up here. And uh, there's a few other things going on. And so pray because we have some opportunities and pray. We'll be putting for, before the church something uh, to vote on once we get back together again to get some stuff in. And, and so be in prayer about that because I, I, I just, I'm excited. I, I am truly excited about the doors that we have open right now. So be in prayer about that and pray that God will work. Acts chapter 20 in your Bible tonight. If you have your Bible, let me encourage you to turn to Acts chapter 20. And uh, I said this the other night, I don't have a long message and I ended up being the same length as the others I've been preaching. Well, I got to be honest with you tonight. I don't have long message notes tonight. I really don't. Uh, I, I'm not sure how far it's going to go, but Acts chapter 20, if you got your Bible, if you got an iPad, you can check that out. I know some of you may be watching by iPad. Some of you may be watching on a smartphone or, or uh, on your computer or however you're watching tonight. We appreciate you turning in. And uh, what you may not realize also, let me just tell you, what we have is we have Facebook going right now. We have a, a podcast going right now through some different means. And then we also have, um, and it's podbean.com, right? Or you can get it through Google or something like that. It's everywhere, okay? Uh, it's almost like Santa Claus. He's everywhere, okay? And uh, so, excuse my worldly pun there. So anyhow, but uh, um, so, but we have Facebook going right now. We have a stream going there. We have, um, we have the podcast going, and then we have also CDs being made and uh, of services because some people don't have access to Facebook or podcasts. And so we, we actually deliver CDs to people. And uh, or excuse me, Miss Kathy and Brother West do, and so that's what's going on. And so, but there are some opportunities even here. Other things, and by the way, 
Um, it, it's just exciting. I never dreamed we'd be seeing some of the things we're seeing right now. And I know being stuck at home is tough, but anyhow, Acts chapter 20, let's pray and let's ask God to bless our time as we look into the word of God. Father, thank you for tonight. Thank you for this hour. I pray you'd encourage your heart tonight. Give us strength for we ask in Jesus name. Amen. And amen. Now, uh, tonight I want to talk to you about strong and healthy Christians, strong and healthy Christians. Now, I'm not going to read a, a passage up front tonight. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to get into it in a, in a little bit. But um, but hear a lot about, in our day and age, about how important it is to be strong physically and to be healthy. You hear a lot about that. I mean, we're told to be strong. We're told to make sure that we're healthy. We are told to make sure that we eat the right food. We're told to make sure that we exercise. Uh, we're also told to lay off certain foods. I still have a problem with that, even though I've been on a diet, kind of. And uh, But you still you hear all that. Or you go to the doctor, and a doctor will say something like, well, I think you need to lose some weight. Or make sure you're, you have the right diet. And I'm not talking about picking out which diet to go on. I'm talking about what you eat. He says, make sure you have the right diet. Or you have the doctor, they'll tell you, you need to exercise. And I don't know about you, but maybe you've heard you got to exercise so many minutes a week. You know, you've heard that. Or you may go to the doctor, and he'll talk about you, or she'll talk about you about your BMI. You know what the BMI is. It's the body mass index, you know, and they talk about that. And, you know, I've already figured out I don't think I will ever hit my BMI, you know. I, I don't know if I ever will, and uh, but unless I'm in heaven. So anyhow, but uh, I don't even know the Lord uses BMI. So, but anyhow, but you hear of exercise plans. You turn the TV on and you'll hear of exercise plans. They try to sell you exercise machines. They try to encourage you to do gym memberships and and then they have plans for eating and they have plans to improve yourself and to be healthy. All these kind of things to make you strong and healthy, right? You hear all about that. Well, guess what? I'm not going to talk about that tonight, but I am going to turn it a little bit. Folks, I believe it's important that you and I be strong and have healthy bodies. I believe that. I believe you and I ought to be healthy physically. Now, I realize tonight that some may, may be listening to me that you have some health issues tonight. Well, you know, and, and I understand you do the best you can. I understand that. You know, some of us cannot control some of the things that come our way. You know, I got news the other day that a, that a family that I know, dear family, missionaries, the missionary was, uh, um, the uh, missionary was, uh, um, the uh, missionary was, uh, um, um, are we okay? It, Okay, we're good. Brother Daniel's playing with uh, the thing, and, and I was just like, okay, is something wrong? Do I need to hush? And, uh, but I, I heard the other day about a missionary family, friends of ours, that uh, in fact, the, the family surrendered to the mission field. That, that missionary has been diagnosed with a horrible disease. And uh, so, but you know, you hear about those things, and I realize some things you, can't, you cannot, you cannot uh, control. I realize that. But I want to change gears a little bit. But more importantly, I know we talk, people talk about being strong and being healthy today. But more importantly, can I say this tonight? We need to be strong and healthy spiritually. Think about that for a minute. We need to be strong and healthy spiritually. I'm talking about being spiritually strong. I'm talking about being spiritually healthy. How many of us have ever really thought about that? Of being healthy spiritually or being strong spiritually? How many of us have thought about that? How many of us have even kind of considered that? I mean, there's all the emphasis on our body. There goes the mic. There's all the emphasis on our bodies today. There is. You know, we emphasize our body and, and everything like that. And, and, and people talk about our diets. But what about spiritually? Where are we at spiritually? 
You know, the Bible says in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10, says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. In Romans chapter 4 and 19, he talks about Abraham was not weak in faith. But then he turns around in verse 20 and says that he was strong in faith. Did you catch that? Revelation chapter 3 and verse 8 talks about that church having a little strength, a little strength. In the Old Testament, what did the Lord tell Joshua? In Joshua 1.9, he said, be strong, be strong. What about Daniel? In Daniel chapter 10 and verse 19, be strong. Now, what is my point tonight? My point very simply, think about this. My point very simply is that you and I need to be strong believers. We need to be strong Christians. We need to be strong spiritually. Now, folks, I'm not talking about being strong in our own strength. I'm not talking about being a muscle man or something like that or, or being able to have the right uh, words because we've learned things. No, I'm talking about spiritual strength. And the question I want to ask you tonight is, are you strong spiritually? Are you healthy spiritually? With that said, let me get you to go to Acts chapter 20, if you would. Acts chapter 20 is where I ask you to look at tonight. Acts chapter 20, and look down at verse 17. Acts 20, and look at verse 17. And what you have here is the Apostle Paul's last words to the church leaders of the city of Ephesus. His last words. And, and we will see that here. And I want you to read through it with me tonight. Uh, Acts chapter 20, look down at verse 17. And uh, there's one verse I'm heading to, but I want to give you the background if I can. Give you a little bit of a Bible study, and then we'll close with one verse and and look there. Notice in verse 17, it says, And from Miletus he sent to Ephesus, right there, and called the elders of the church. Notice the word elders there. He's talking to the spiritual leadership, more than likely the pastors of the different little house churches. So look at verse 18 now. And when they were come to him, he said unto them, You know from the first day that I came into Asia, after what manner I have been with you in all seasons. Paul talks about how he lived among them, what he did, you know. Uh, things like that. Verse 19, serving the Lord with all humility of mind and with many tears and temptations, which befell me by the lying and weight of the Jews. He's talking about unbelieving Jews. Not all Jews are bad. And you got to remember, many of the early Christians were Jews. Yes, they were followers of Jesus Christ. Well, these are the unbelieving Jews that were opposed to the gospel, and mainly because when Paul came into town and he preached the gospel, people got saved, and they didn't like the fact that crowds we're turning to Christ. They didn't like that. Then verse 21, testifying both to the Jews and also to the Greeks, repentance toward God and faith toward our Lord Jesus Christ. You want to know what Paul preached? Do you want to know the salvation message? Paul preached the gospel and he preached that people needed to repent and by faith accept Christ. Repent and by faith. It's repentance toward God and faith in our Lord Jesus Christ. Repentance and faith. And folks, that is still how people are saved today. It's by repenting of their sins and putting their faith in Jesus Christ as Savior. That's how they're saved. Look at verse 22 now. And now behold, I go bound in the Spirit unto Jerusalem, not knowing the things that shall befall me there. Now notice what he said. He said he's going to Jerusalem even though he doesn't know what's going to happen. But Notice verse 22, save that, that the Holy Ghost witnesses in every city, seeing that bonds and afflictions abide me. Now, I want you to catch that for a minute. Paul said, I'm going, and this is where I'm going, even though that I've been warned that things are going to be tough. 
Even though I've been warned that things are going to be bad. Even though I've been warned that I'm going to have to suffer a little bit for Jesus Christ. Oh, what a message we could preach tonight on that. How many people today, they let a little adversity keep them from serving God. They let a little adversity drop them out of church. You know, they do. Or they let some big adversity knock them out of church. You know, somebody, well, preacher, you know, that person looked at me wrong. I'm not coming back. I'm not coming back. Preacher, I don't, this person over here, I don't like, hey, all I got to say is I'm going to pray the Lord makes them your neighbor in heaven. Amen? Get it right. You know, get it right. You know, but how many people will see something go crazy in a church? And, and yes, things happen because you have people. That happens. You know, it's sad that churches go through some of the things they do with splits and sin and things like that. But can I tell you something? Don't let that keep you from serving God. Paul faced opposition. He had people turn his back on him. He had people talk about him. He had people betray him. But you know what he did? He kept serving God. He kept going. He was strong. He wasn't weak. He was, yes, he was weak physically, but he was strong spiritually. And that's what we need today. We need that spiritual strength that no matter what happens, we will keep going, do what God wants us to do, and follow him. Yes, be strong. Don't quit. Don't let things knock you down. Paul, man, even though he said afflictions await me, even though he said it's going to get tough, he said, I go, I go, I go. I love that. Verse 22 and 23. Look at verse 24 now. But none of these things move me, neither count I my life dear to myself, so that I might finish my course with joy and a ministry which I have received of the Lord Jesus to testify the gospel of the grace of God. He said, these things don't bother me. Why? He said, because God has given me something to do. He's given me a job to do. He's given me a ministry to fulfill. And he said, therefore, guess what? I'm going to fulfill that ministry and I'm going to do everything I can to fulfill the call of God on my life. I'm going to do that. And by the way, you know what Paul said in 2 Timothy chapter 4, verses 6 and 7? I have fought a good fight. I have finished the course. He finished the course. He did what God wanted him to do. He said, wait a minute, didn't Paul have problems? Yes. He had a lot. Go to 2 Corinthians 11 and read all the things that happened to him. How he was shipwrecked, how he was beaten. How, I mean, good night. Paul faced all these things, but he kept going and kept going and kept going. Folks, if he can keep going, you and I can keep going. You and I can. I love that. I love it. Look at verse 23 now. I mean, verse 25. And now behold, I know that ye all among whom I have gone preaching the kingdom of God shall see my face no more. You know what he's saying? This is the last time that I'm going to see you. You and I are not going to see each other again this side of heaven. He's saying his farewells to them. But notice what he says in verse 26. Wherefore I take you to record this day that I am pure from the blood of all men. For I have not shunned to declare unto you all the counsel of God. You know what Paul said? Paul said, nobody can point their finger at me and, tell, and say, I haven't given you the word of God. He said, because I have given you the word of God. I've told you about Jesus. I've given you what God wanted me to say. Look at verse 28 now. Take heed. Take heed. I love that verse. That is a warning. But you know, this verse right here is full of great truth too. Look what he said. Take heed therefore unto yourselves and to all the flock over which the Holy Ghost hath made you overseers to feed the church of God, which he hath purchased with his own blood. By the way, if you'll notice there, the overseer is actually a bishop there. And the overseer and the elder are one in the same things. They're not two separate offices. They are one in the same thing. We call them pastors today. Some churches like to call them elders and things like that. But here we call, we call them a pastor. But notice what he said. 
By the way, do you see who owns the church too? The church belongs to the Lord, and He purchased it with His what? Blood. We saw that the other night. He purchased it with His blood. But notice what He says, take heed. That's a warning. And, and the idea of that word, take heed, might, you, you might could say it like this, is you need to pay attention or be cautious. You know, watch yourselves, if you want to look at it that way. And notice what he says. He said, you need to take heed to yourselves, to yourselves. I like that. I like that. He said, take heed, therefore, unto yourselves. See, the first ones the leaders of the church need to watch out for is for themselves. They need to guard themselves. You know, the leader of the church just doesn't need to worry about the church family. He needs to worry about himself. He needs to protect himself. Why? Because if the enemy can get him, he can get into the church. So he's got to be on guard because the enemy will try to get him. But then he said, take heed therefore unto yourselves and to all the flock which the Holy Ghost has made you overseers. You know, he said, you need to not only watch yourself, you need to watch out for the flock which the Holy Ghost has made you overseers. To feed. Did you notice that? To feed the church of God. To feed. The idea of the word feed there is to feed or to tend to a flock. To act as a shepherd. In other words, and you know what the shepherd does? He feeds the flock and he watches over the flock. He tries to protect the flock. But you know, sometimes you'll get one of those ornery lambs that will try to wander off by itself. And you know, and by the way, today, can I, can I just say this? And somebody's going to say, preacher, you quit preaching and gone to Medlin now. You know, there's a lot of church people today that don't want the pastor to watch over them. That doesn't want the pastor to try to help them out sometimes when they mess up. Doesn't want that. You know why? Sometimes what will happen, and we this is too free of a day, but sometimes what will happen is the preacher will say something to them about something going on to try to help them. And you know, and you got to be cautious doing that. But sometimes people get offended and they'll say, well, I'm going somewhere else. They don't want to take the rebuke or the correction that maybe God has laid on the preacher's heart. You know, some people don't like it. Don't like it. Oh, how can they... You know, and people get haughty about it. But it's the job of the pastor to protect the flock and feed the flock. To feed the flock. Give them the word of God. Feed the flock. Look at verse 29. Now, why is he saying this? Why is he saying watch out for yourselves? And why is he saying watch over the flock? Why? Look at verse 29. For I, for, for I know this, that after my departure shall grievous wolves enter in among you, not sparing the flock. Paul says, what's going to happen is after I leave, I know that the enemy comes. You know what he's warning them of? He's warning them of an enemy from the outside of the church. Think about what a wolf does. Think about how the wolf wants to get into the lambs. You know, the wolf wants to kill and to destroy. And what Paul is talking about here is false teachers and those that will undermine the faith of some. That's what he's talking about. And he's saying, you need to be on guard. Why? Because after I'm gone, there'll be some people behind me that'll come in and try to teach you things that are not right. And they'll try to undermine the truth of the Word of God. And Paul had to write churches about that and say, hey, listen, look, watch out for these people. He said, you got to be on guard. One of the things that I have told the people here is, you know, I, I only ask, here at our church, I only ask for one area of total authority. You say, what is that, Rose Scott? Who gets behind the pulpit? If I say they can't preach, guess what? They can't preach. If I say they can't speak, they can't speak. Why? Because it's my job to protect the flock. It's my job to protect what comes out of this pulpit and what is being taught to our people. You know, I don't want people up here teaching false doctrine. 
I don't want that. In the past, I've had people come to our church that taught something and I had to get up afterwards and correct it. You got to be cautious. So you got to watch those from outside that will come in and try to hurt the church and ruin the flock. And there are all kinds of cults and isms that try to come in. Several years ago here, we had a cult start visiting us. Some cult members start visiting us. And they wanted to try to kind of get their way into our church. And they offered to help and set up work parties from their group and things like that. And I had to cancel them from coming or tell them we're not interested in meeting with them. Why? You know what they were trying to do? Weasel in. You got to watch these things. Got to watch them. But not only do you got to watch from danger from outside the church, you got to watch for danger from inside. Look at verse 30. Also of your own selves shall men arise speaking perverse things to draw away disciples after them. See, not only is there danger outside the church, you got to beware of danger from inside the church, inside the church ranks. See, there are people in the church that will gain the favor of others and lead them astray. I have seen that in my life. I can think right now of some people who got in with another family and, and influenced them and let them out, and that family was destroyed as a result of what that other family did. Destroyed. I think of another family right now that went to help a young convert couple, ended up destroying them, destroying them through their influence, either through doctrine or personality or something like that. you got to be on guard. Got to be on guard. Folks, Satan not only attacks from an outside assault, he attacks through infiltration. And you and I need to be on guard for that. So look what he said in verse 31, and I'm spending too much time here. Verse 31, Therefore watch and remember that by the space of three years I cease not to warn everyone night and day with tears. Paul said you need to be on guard. Remember the warning I've given to you over and over and over again. Verse 32, And now, brethren, I commend you to God and to the word of His grace, which is able to build you up and to give you an inheritance among all them which are sanctified. See, what Paul did is he warned them and he taught them and he poured his life into these people. He poured himself into them. In verse 31, he said, with tears, you know what he's doing? He's pouring himself into these people. And he did it for three years, verse 31. He spent three years with these, these people, warning them and teaching them and pouring his life into them. But now he's leaving. And so do you notice what he said in verse 32? He said, and now, brethren, I commend you to, the, to God. I commend you to God. Now, I want you to think, think about the word commend. I want you to think of, look at it like this. He is committing their keeping to who? Number one, he's committing them to God. Committing them to God. Think about that. God, he said, I've got to give you over to God and let the Lord take care of you. And folks, guess what? God can take care of us better than we can take care of ourselves, right? Where we get in trouble is where we don't follow His ways or listen to Him. That's where we get in trouble. But the point I want you to catch here, He said, I'm also committing you to God, and notice the next line, and to the Word of His grace. Committing you to the Word of His grace. 
the word of God. Think about that. The word of God. I'm committing, commending you to the word of God. Now, what do you think about that? Commending them to the word of God? Think about the Bible. The Bible is the word of God. Why the word of God? Notice what he said, verse 32. He said, and now, brethren, I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to what? Build you up. Build you up. The word of God is able or has the power to build you up. No, boy, I got to thinking about that. You know, most of us think when we think of build up, we think of edify. You know what I think of build up too? Have you ever seen the, the, the things people push, the exercise machines? And, and when you get done, you know, they show you the guy six months later that has the muscles and all that kind of stuff. See, the word of God is able to build you up and make you strong. The word of God is able to edify you. You know, when you look up the word edify, you'll find these things. The word of God is able to instruct you. The word of God is able to improve you. The word of God is able to uplift you. The word of God is able to enlighten you. The word of God is able to inform you. What am I saying? You want to be spiritually strong tonight? You want to be a Christian that is healthy? You know what you need to do? You need to get into the Bible. I cannot say it enough. Just listening to me preach or listening to another preacher preach is not good enough. Yes, I think it's important, and you and I need the preaching and teaching of the Word of God that will encourage us and help us understand the things of God. But you know what else we need? We need a daily time alone with the Bible, pouring ourselves into it and pouring it into us. You know, you know what did he say? Thy word have I hid in my heart, the psalmist says. And that's what you and I need to do. If you want to be a strong Christian, a healthy Christian, get into the Word of God. That's the only way you're going to do it. I mean, turn the TV off. I would say turn the ball game off, but there isn't any right now, you know, except unless you're watching reruns of them, you know, and this fall they'll come back supposedly. Where, uh, you know, they, they say some form is going to be around or somewhere or this winter or next spring. Who knows when they're going to do it? You know, but can I tell you something? Turn off some of that stuff. That stuff that won't mean a hill of beans in eternity and get into the Bible that doesn't pass away, that's going to be that settled in heaven, the psalmist said, and get into it and feed on it. This is our spiritual food. This is our spiritual food. You know, we need the right kind of diet. The problem is, as a Christian, too many of us are feeding on the horrible things of the world. How many of us, you know, I used to say it like this, how many of you guys, if if you went home tonight and your wife had supper ready, we, we live in a different age now, but let's say that that you all were going to have supper and your wife went out, just pretend, guys, and your wife went out in the garbage can and got supper out of the garbage can and put it on the on the lid and brought it in and put it on the table and said, this is your supper tonight. You look down at that and think, oh, we are in trouble, right? Well, that's what we're doing in the world today. We're getting our food out of the world instead of out of the Word of God. Now, if you want to be strong, if you want to be strong, you're going to have to get into the Bible. If you want to be healthy, get into the Bible. Folks, you and I need to be strong because there are dangers in the world. What kind of dangers are out there? What kind of dangers? You see it in our passage, false teachers. You see it in our passage, infiltrators. The danger of the world. You know, the Bible says, love not the world, neither things that are in the world. If any man love the world, love of the Father is not in him. He talks about the pride of life, the lust of flesh, the lust of the eyes. You and I need to be on guard for those things. We need to be on guard for those things that will hinder our spiritual life. We need to be on guard for those things that are still our joy. We need to be strong because there are things out there that will destroy your testimony if you're not careful. But folks, what we need to do is we need some spiritual strength. And if we want to overcome 
And if we want to be strong in the Lord, be strong in the Lord and the power of His might, as Ephesians 6.10 says, we need to get into the Word of God. Let's get into the Word of God and let it make us strong and healthy believers. Let's pray tonight. Father, thank you for everything you've done. And Father, I just pray you'd help us to be strong and be what you want us to be. Encourage our hearts tonight. And Father, I pray that you'd help us to be strong in you and help us to get into the Word of God and make much of it. For we ask in Jesus' name, amen. Amen.